Welcome to the inaugural J&J podcast. Your average J's here. This is J, or rather, Jeremy Francois. And this is J, Justin Ruiz. So we came up with this thing years ago, many, many moons. And finally, J and I, the other J, we finally decided to just capitalize on it. You know, hopefully we do this maybe bi-weekly or monthly, but main point of this is just to kind of give everyone a, a break, man. A break from society. Everyone sucks. We just need to yeah. turn off our brains once in a while and talk about something because the best time to talk about something is when your brain's off. It's when the best ideas happen. It's when, you know, friendships are made and countries are born and religions topple. It's it's the perfect marriage of beauty and chaos. That's exactly right. Like that, I was like, I could have said a bit better myself. Um, yeah, exactly what you said. Um, we just got to talk about the nonsense this world is in. We yeah. all know we're in a, uh, uh, a pandemic. Still, it's not gone. And we got the G virus still out there. Well, the Delta virus now. We have just the Delta virus. I'm pretty sure at this point there's at least 75 different versions of COVID that will oh, yeah. immediately change your life on impact. One of them I heard actually turns you into a, a podcaster, so we might have got that one. Um, yeah, I actually got COVID back in November, so it probably was more, you know, morphing me into this podcaster. Mm, and, mm. You know, we've been talking about, hey, we got to do this. And then you moved, then we're like, oh, how are we going to do this? And then just got COVID. And then it was like, yo, let's start doing this. That totally makes sense. I, I believe that. I'm not a scientist, but I think the data is there. So like we keep saying, you know, this is something that we've been talking about for years at this point. And honestly, I think it's a pride and ego thing. I think we're just so freaking good that we need to share our voice and opinions with the world. I think we have a lot to offer in the in the way of nonsense. I just think that people need to listen to us and our opinions on any and everything from pop culture to news and, I don't know, everything in between. All the dumb yep. stuff, all the fun stuff, some sad, some happy, you know. Some, some intelligent, something that takes you high and above the human consciousness. And I mean, bring it back down. that goes without saying. Everything that comes out of our mouth is going to be super intelligent and breaking the mold of reality as we know it. We're going to say something dumb and then it's like, yeah, you know what, that tracks. That's, it's going to track. Everything that we say from here on out, you know, it is it is verbatim a fact. We're, we're never going to get anything wrong. These things are always going to work out. Like, it's okay. Everyone can take our word that this is going to be great. There's three answers to everything going forward on our podcast. Mm-hmm. It's the number seven, yep. science, yep. and Jesus. That's all you need to know. That's all you so need to know. So if we don't know something, those are the, uh, any of those answers are correct. Yep. So there we go. Yep. We, uh, those three will never steer you wrong ever in a million yeah. years. So I guess as like a, a mousse-bouche, a taste, a starter course with our pilot episode. An aperitif. Yes. Even better. So... As a little taste of what we're going to be doing in this, our inaugural episode of Your Average Jays, we are going to interview each other. So, you know, we had talked going further, like um, maybe we'll have some guests once in a while on top of talking about, you know, our everyday stuff and whatever topics we come up with. But one of the things that we would like to do is get to know both people that we already know and people that we haven't come to know yet. So... Kicking it off this time, we're going to do a kind of like interviewer, interviewee segment where Jay is going to interview me, and then me, I'm going to interview Jay. Uh, yeah. Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go first? Do you want to ask me questions? Do you want to ask you questions? I feel like I've been talking a lot, so you can go first. Like ask a question? Yeah. Okay. So I'll ask a question. So this will be a question for Justin about... This topic is going to be about creativity. So I figured we just get into what we want with everything. Um, so let me just start with the first question. Creatively, what do you want to say with your 
future stories, more work, or any possible future projects you want to do? So in everything that I try and do creatively, just as a backstory, I know everyone has already heard about the average days and you know we are multinational at this point and everyone is completely aware of all the things that we've done in our life. But just as a refresher for those who might not know me, um, you know, I do, I do like to do some art, some digital drawings. Um, I, I, my bread and butter is pen and paper, pencil and paper rather. So studio art, sketching, a lot of stuff like that. So, and also I have some like creative writing experience and things. So not only in that, but I guess in life in general, you know, especially with my creative outlets, my biggest thing is that I want to inspire others truly like just to be creative in their own rights. You know, like what the way I look at it is what I make is here today, gone tomorrow. And if I can continue or even start my own, I guess, chain reaction of creativity, that's, I can die a happy man. You know, the things in my life, there's been many things in my life, whether it be movies, pop culture, you know, comics, anything that have, inspired me to be creative so if i can do that for at least one other person and keep that you know creativity train going long past i'm you know past me i'm okay with that that's what i want to do i want to inspire others in everything that i do whether it's how i carry myself outside or what i do when i put pen to paper i want to inspire others to express themselves i like that it's funny you say that because i have that same uh sentiment um, it's one of the reasons why we're best friends. Facts. Uh, well, when the, the Big Bang happened, there were these two entities crossing through time. Yep. And then we met. Yep. And then we hypothetically worked for Stan Lee that one time first from here. But, you yep. know. It's literally it's literally called the J effect. I've been reading into it. It's it's a oh. big thing. Bill Nye did a paper on it. It's. I remember it's adding a, a fact to Wikipedia. Guys, if you get the chance after this episode, go check out the Wikipedia page. Um, if you want to add a fact, go ahead. Wikipedia won't correct you. Um, but no, I, I, I like that. Because that, that's the same thing um, to share with you guys as well. I'm a writer. Um, and I just want to do the same thing. I want to inspire people. Um, and it's crazy because going back to what you are saying, we haven't really actually collaborated yet, except this is our first collaboration. Uh, but when it comes to the arts, we haven't done that yet. Well, one day it will come. They're not ready for it yet. Mm -hmm. No. The well, human mind has to prepare a little more. I think we'll literally split brains in half if we ever truly unleash yeah. all of our powers. Like, we have to kind of yeah. do it kind of like a like a superhero villain. We got to give, like, 5% at a time. And as yeah. we continue to <laughs> beat down the brains of so the public. One. Yeah, yeah. As we continue to break down the, the brains of the public, we just get stronger and be like, oh, well. That was just me at a quarter of my strength. Here's half. And then, yeah. you know, we, we well, got to, like, I, soften them up. I was, I was only using my right, but I'm actually left hand. Exactly, yeah. This okay. is actually the, my non-dominant hand. <laughs> so, yep, I think that, that tracks. That's correct. Okay. All right. So, moving on. Um, okay, so then, continuing off the, the, the last question, what made you want to tell stories? Like, what was it? Oh, okay. So I guess like the source, I guess that what, like the big thing that inspired me, um, I guess it's like anyone, it's not ever truly one thing, but my biggest thing for sure is, um, is Disney a hundred percent, you know, everything from movies and TV programs to Disney world itself. Like, uh, it's been such a huge part of my life ever since I was born. Um, first time I went to Disney World in Orlando, I was two years old. And I'm pretty sure I've been watching Disney movies ever since I was born. So Disney animation is like, you know, nowadays it's computer animated and it's a lot of 3D models. Like we, the last 2D animation thing, you know, Disney put out in, you know, full length was, uh, was Princess and the Frog. So it's been a while, but... Disney animation, it was the thing that showed me, like, oh, no, like, this world, like, we can we can create magic. Like, magic is real. Like, and it's not in the sense of, like, oh, you know, let me pull a rabbit out of my hat. It's, in my, in my definition of magic, it's something that, you know, 
you're creating a world, a universe, a story out of nothing and bringing it to life in such a way that it touches people, you know, it, it touches the hearts and minds of people all ages from zero yeah. to 99. Everyone enjoys it, you know, and then to realize that in a physical element like Walt Disney World and like literally you are walking in magic where the things that you've loved forever are now physical things that you can talk and interact with. It's it, it bar none. It's just as a whole, I think Disney itself, like the Walt Disney company has really shaped who I've become like as an adult. That's dope. I like that. Follow up to that question. This might be the hardest question. It may not be hard. What is your favorite Disney movie outside and but not Pixar? We're gonna get okay. to that later. But what's your favorite Disney movie? So it it's hard. You know, taking Pixar out, it kind of it, it, it makes, makes it a little you, easier. Yeah. Like you, you kind of like bring it down. I was actually having a conversation with um, my wife Erica. I was having a conversation with that um, the other day about my favorite movie, and it's so weird because. I like movies so much that I don't really have a favorite one. Like I can watch any movie that I like 50 times and still love it and react to the jokes and the pop scares or whatever. Um, yeah. So like it, for classic Disney animations, like, you know, again, it's probably because of the time I was born and stuff, but it's, it's a dead tie between, um, Aladdin and Hercules. Both of those movies are pretty much like right there. Um, in terms of just like, you know, it makes, makes me feel good. It it gives me, it gives me all that like inspo. Yeah. I can see it too. Cause you got Aladdin, the, you know, the poor kid wanting to be rich. And then, you know, you figure out was all inside the whole time. Yep. You don't, you know, you don't need that. Uh, what's the word? super superficial aspect of yeah. life and stuff like that um and then hercules just wanting to be a hero yeah so you're a hero, basically it's both of them both of them just tell the story of like believing in yourself right um you know aladdin he, he, it's kind of weird because you know he kind of lies to where he gets and then he's like at the very end he shows his true character he's still like a good guy and like yeah. you know wants to do things right um, he still honors like his promises and stuff. And then with Hercules, it was like, he always felt like he was different and then he was going for the superficial reasons. And then he realized like, no, like I gotta be more than that. And it's, you know, they're both inspiring in their own ways. So yeah, those, those are things that, you know, I kept forever, you know, since I was a little kid. And then me knowing you, that does show, um, especially knowing you for so long, um, you know, with the pandemic, uh, we were on lockdown, and you and and your wife Erica even decided to go and make um, another Instagram account to work on your project. I know Erica is still trying to figure out her other IG account, what it's supposed to be, but you have your other page. Kind of throw that in there. I'll uh, call the Cautious Rebel. You know, um, what are you? What is that page for? So. Unfortunately, I've kind of taken like a hiatus for a month or two off of it, but it's it's to kind of showcase my art again. You know, it's it's kind of something that makes me, you know, want to like create, right? Because I feel like this, maybe not need, but I feel almost like, you know, I have this account for this, so I need to fill it with things, you know? So I need to fill it with content. And like I said, I've taken like two months off, so whatever, but... Um, yeah, it's to just showcase my art and I'm trying to also, not only is it kind of like to show other people like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Because when you're a creative, you know, in my experiences, when you're a creative, you don't want to keep things to yourself. You make things for the enjoyment of others. Right. And it's, maybe it's a stroking of the ego type deal of like, you want to hear how good it is. But I think it's more so like, Again, going back to that inspiration thing, like I want to show people what I can do and maybe they can be like, oh, snap, like I could do this too. Or, oh, this is like something I did. Or even for feedback, sometimes be like, oh, hey, so you did this. Maybe you could benefit from this. Like it's just kind of growing my own creativity while growing the creativity of others. And it also kind of works as like a really nice um, 
kind of like a uh, timeline or a growth chart type deal. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've been drawing for, you know, ever since high school. So I've definitely, you know, I have some of those pieces left over. Like I've grown even like from then to now. It's not like I've been drawing something new every day, but I try and keep it alive. And I've grown tremendously since then, you know. And so now finally having one spot to kind of put everything in and hopefully see myself incrementally grow with each piece and, you know, over the weeks, months, years, you know, I think that's also a, uh, a good reason, like, why I made that. Okay. I like that. Um, I had a question for you, but it seems like you answered that before with the inspiration, inspiring others. I kind of want to throw a curveball. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can say that your art is like, you said it's like a timeline. Uh, this is kind of like a two-part question. You see yourself, it's it from what it sounds like, it's like a visual journal whenever you draw. Can you always look back and be like, oh, you can remember the time, that point in time, and figure out like, let's say it's a picture of like, you know, let's say Hercules, just you, you see a picture of Hercules that you drew, do you, would you remember that moment and do you learn anything from that? Like, do you be like, oh, I learned how to do this stroke well or this, this. Yeah, I think, I think when it comes to like, you know, visual arts and I mean, you know, even when it comes to like storytelling, like you with your projects and like your, your books and your comics and the things that you've designed and, and brought to fruition, you know, you, you look back on it and you can kind of see like, you know, where you were in that time and space, right? Like my original things, like when I first started drawing in art class back sophomore year of high school, it's every single thing there is comic books. Every single thing is, is taken from a comic book panel. You know, it, it's also because, you know, my teacher, who's my, you know, old art teacher, who's probably the biggest influence that, you know, I had on becoming an artist. Uh, he was a huge comic nerd, you know? So he had bins and bins of like, you know, throwaway comics that he wasn't going to use or anything like that. So I gravitated towards that and, you know, cause it was stuff that I liked so I just, you know, used comics as reference and I drew Spider-Man panels and Wolverine stuff and Watchmen stuff. Like I was drawing only comics. And I remember that time being so like, so like integral to becoming it. Like, I don't like calling myself an artist. I don't think it's a thing. I like calling myself a creative person and I like to make art. So becoming that creative, like this was a big stepping stone for me like yeah. seeing things that i liked and being able to kind of like mirror it or mimic it and make it like you know it, it was never like one-to-one perfect from the reference but it was like oh i drew that and then sometimes i'd look at it and be like i drew that like that came out of me you know yeah so it was such a big deal because it also helped foster the things that i liked you know it, it was a very safe space it was it was good for me to express you know, what I liked in that medium because it helped me, I don't know, just kind of be okay with the fact that I love these pop culture things and it helped grow that love for it. Um, so yeah, I, I can look back at each piece of art and just remember, you know, what I was feeling when I did that, or I could look at it and be like, Oh, I remember like I messed up here and I hated that. And you know, I could look at something, you know, one thing that comes to mind is, I remember drawing a, a Spider-Man panel and it was, uh, I don't remember the comic, but he's like, he's freaking out. He gets super mad and he flips a car and he's basically like, he feels like he's getting taken for granted as Spider-Man. So he doesn't want to do it anymore. And I remember like I sat down in my room on my desk for six hours straight and I cranked it out. I drew it and colored it. And that's just a th- like, I, I can remember exactly what I was doing, it was one of the points in time where, like, I was in sophomore year of high school. I had a desk in my room, and I spent an entire, I think, Saturday. I just sat down, zoned out with, I think, some music, and I just drew. And then when I finally got up, I was super dehydrated. My fingers hurt. Like, it, you know, you get locked into that zone where you don't want to do anything else except finish this thing. So, yeah, yeah that's one thing I could, you know, the different the different stuff that I draw, like, I can always kind of go back to and, and see and be like, you know, I was at this point in my life or, you know, I was feeling like this. That's why I did this, you know? Okay. No, yeah, I like that. It, when you 
<laughs> you took me through a tale. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, it's funny. We're both, uh, we're, we're our own protagonists and writers or creators. Um, it sounds like a monomyth story because you had the elder, the older mentor, and then you, you're becoming a hero. Um, and with our lives right now, I find, speaking in anime terms, we're in our time skip. And then we're going to become like, you know, that post time, time skip and we're going to do our thing. And we're still in that right now. Um, to me, right now, this feels like the hyperbolic time change. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's like we're, we're here to hone our craft and, and talk and, and grow, I think, as creatives. So, that, you know, we look back on it and be like, yo, I remember when we started this journey here at this point, yeah. you know? Yeah, it could always be a super successful podcast and, you know, people will never know. Oh, we're, I they think we're already super successful. It's, yeah, exactly. It's very meta because when they see this, they're going to be like, oh, yep. this is, gonna, this is we, we are incredibly successful right now. Everyone knows about us. Like, I'm pretty sure we're bearing this right now. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Just messing everything up. Yep. We've, we've come in, we were messing with the timelines, and we're here to just destroy all preconceived notions of what's cool and, and bring it to a, a bigger pinnacle than before. Or we're just always the pinnacle. Or yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe just anything we touch, we are the pinnacle, and we don't even notice it because we're just that cool. Like, I, I think that tracks. I feel that. The what? You know how it's like the Midas touch? The, the, mm, touch? the J touch? I get that. Oh, it's more modern. Yep. For sure. I mean, um, but I was going to say, when you mentioned when you were drawing, you said your hand was hurting and you were, <laughs> you were dehydrated. I then pictured like a zombie, like you're done. But it reminds me, if you remember that movie, you saw Soul, right? Uh, the Pixar yeah. movie? So it's like, they call it the zone. He's like, yeah. hey, when athletes get in the zone, like, I was like, oh, so you were like in the zone. Oh, yeah, and for I sure. I know that feeling too. I know that feeling. And it's, and I'm sure, like, whenever we get our whatever artist or that's on the artist, and, and it's all its term, you know, whoever comes on this, this show will always describe that. And I, I don't know, I want to call it something. I want to call it the Eureka moment, yeah. in the zone. Maybe have a freaking, like, sound by called Into the Zone. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just what popped up in me. But, um, nah, yeah, I, I feel that too. I, I felt that too. I know a lot of people have felt that. Um, but yeah, it's you describing that. Like, not saying that you were never an artist, or you're a creative. You're an artist, in, as uh, as the word, you know, by definition. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can break it down. You're an artist as an illustrator. Because I'm not an illustrator, but I'm an artist. Um, I can draw great stick figures. Like I can do it. You see, and people say that stuff, and like I can't draw a stick figure to save my life. Just now, like now, within the last couple months, like I'm really, really trying to draw stick figures because like when you're creating your own art piece, right, you're supposed to break it down, right, to like shapes and lines and stuff. And I hated doing that all the time. And because of that, it made me, you know, fall into this really bad like perfectionist complex where like I wanted everything to be perfect right from the first like pencil stroke. And it's like that's not how it goes. You have to build it. So now is when I'm starting to try and learn stick figures and like <laughs> poses and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's not not that I know what he did or what she did. You know, God just was like, yo, when he took time with each person, he was like, let me just throw a little bit of this. Oh, you know what? Let me just take that out. Just throw a little bit. Like, oh, that's too much sexy. Um, we'll just throw more into it. Like, you know, we're we're all our own gods, and we just gotta do it and perfection it. We can never reach perfection. We can only strive for it. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, I think we, you know, it's, we have a responsibility to us, the universe, you know, our higher power, our God. I think we have a responsibility while we're alive to, to share our passions with others, to share what yeah. we can create, you know, because unfortunately, like not even just now, but all the time, the world is such a destructive place. And I think we're getting bombarded a lot with different views and different things that are going on. So I'm more than happy to share something good, you know? And I know you are too. No, yeah, for sure. I agree with that 100%. All right, so let's switch this up. And now... I was supposed to camera. 
we, when we get the higher budget, you know. What oh yeah, we'll have that, we'll have two teams of cameramen to actually record us, and then they can flip, and we can fix it all post, you know, yeah. post stream, we'll, and it, we'll, we'll add the effects of like a real life camera switching around for us. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. Okay, so now to switch gears, Jay, Jeremy yeah. Francois, I will be interviewing you for the next couple minutes here. So I guess kind of mirroring what you had said before, um, like when you asked me, why is it important for you to tell your stories? Like why, like what is in you that tells you you need to say this to, you know, the world? The, to answer that very quickly, peace. Um, it's funny because back in college, you remember Jamal, uh, he asked me a question because there was this thing going around in Iona where you would write a, you would write like a thing, like a paper and you would give it to someone you admire. And I think he gave that to me. And I answered the question, and that was the first thing that came out of my mind. Because this is like, you know, we said it before, the world is in a weird, destructive place. And I just want, like, I, we're not going to solve peace tonight or tomorrow or even in my lifetime. But I would like to jump on that train that guides the world towards peace. I hope one of my works, or most of my works, you know, is a part of that. And that's why I want to do it. Um, funny enough, like, um, you know my favorite anime, One Piece, all day, um, is my thing. Uh, the author, Ichiro Oda, all, he has this idea where all the characters have one thing in mind. Like, for example, Luffy, he likes meats and eating. Zoro, he loves steel, working out and drinking. Like, that's his thing. But then he puts himself on the list and he says his piece as well. Like, that makes me think of the collective conscience. Like, someone that I admire, even like Stan Lee, he always strives to, we always have that same mindset. And not to toot my own horn or even stroke the ego, but like, I feel like I'm one of the next generation, like fucking, what's his name? Uh, Midoriya becoming the next hero, the next writer to like, bring that in the train, bring that, that baggage. No, I, I totally believe that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's weird because then you got like, you know, we had the, Basically, we're in a civil war in America, and I wish we can, I guess, get together. I don't know. It, it's going to take time, and I just yeah. want to be a part of it. No, I get that. Um, yeah. And a lot of that is with ignorance. But if I can just tell stories and people enjoy it, like you, a black dude writing Ninja Turtles, like, I've never seen that. There's not a lot of black writers when it comes to comic books. There's only a few, and I don't can name one off the top of my head. That's kind of how she posts. That's it. Um, but yeah. So you could that say question. that you, you, I guess it's the same for you too. Like you want to inspire. And yeah, and I want to inspire. You want to inspire yeah. like that peace, that hope for other people, you know? No, I, I like that a lot. Cause like I said before, I think this world is like, we, like we need it. We need that. And I, in my eyes, you already know you're the next Stanley. I think that your stories are going to absolutely rock this I mean, world. I mean, too, you're Jack Kirby. I Jack mean, Kirby. that'd be dope. But and then yeah, we'll <laughs> and then split the world in half. Yep. So you know, it's. I think what you do is great, and I mean it, the the purity behind what your goal is. I think rings true, and like, I think other people can see that also, and I think that's why you know you've gotten to where you are now. Not that you're not incredibly talented, but I think people gravitate towards you because of how genuine you are. You know, you are a genuine human being and I think you just want the best for everyone that you meet. And it's not, that's not a common trait. That's something that is a legitimate gift from God. You are here, you are a peacekeeper. And I think, you know, your, your goal, you know, wanting peace and wanting to be that hope for other people, I think that is going to get you really far. I, and you know, it's good that I think about it all the time. Like, you know, I, I published like my comic, my brother Teddy, and I'm like, yeah, if I like disappeared from this planet, at least I left something behind. Yeah. And I always realize, like, what if, like, let's say there's there's just that heaven. Can I look down and see if my work is plotting a course? Like, I would love to just see what I what I created 
will inspire someone else to be like, yes, I'm following the will, like in Morpheus, like the will of D, like is he, yeah. am I following that and bringing that forward? But it's a weird, weird existential, weird high thought, thought process of like, where am I going to be in the next life? Yeah. Unless we're just part of a tree or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll figure it out. No, I get that. I we'll figure it out. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I guess like, you know, going off of my brother Teddy, which is a comic book that you wrote and self-published. Um, yeah. How do you come up with those ideas? Like, how do you like what happens to you to make you kind of like bring forth that entire story? You know, for those that don't know, my brother Teddy, written by, written and created by the beautiful uh, Jeremy Francois, was a comic that was adapted from. Didn't you write it out as a story? Right. Correct. First time. Uh, I I saw I saw an image and at, you, from yeah. back in college mm-hmm. of like a small little teddy bear protecting this kid who's sleeping from a monster, and I was like, oh, there's a story there. Okay. And that kind of brings me to answer the question, like, how do I come up with that story? So it stayed in my brain for quite some time, and then and it was until recently, and then not to like be all like ooh about it, but. You moved, and I guess that inspired, like, because I'm not really good with emotions, but when, like, I was like, oh, I got to put this down on paper. I was like, oh, my best friend moved. Not that far, but to Florida. <laughs> like, you moved to Europe type shit. Um, but, yeah, and then I was like, here, I got to put this down. Um, and then I just started writing it. And then, at the time, because I'm a you know, poor black man in America, I don't have the funds to create... The, the whole story that I wanted to tell. So I was like, let me truncate this story and keep it simple. And it was just, in a sense, it's kind of like a, a picture book, but I didn't want it to be a picture book. And that's when I came up with the idea. I was just like, yo, let's add music. Let's add a soundtrack to this. to so just give it a more emotional weight. And a lot of people dug that. Um, and people will never know. Hopefully one day, you know, I was the first to do that before DC Comics. Because they did that with their DC Metal, with their thing, but obviously they were ripping off me. So it's weird. Uh, but just get back to the to the question. Every time I see a little thing, uh, an idea that seems that could be interesting, it stays in my head. And the person who said it best was Stephen King. He's like, if that idea is still with you three years, three to four years later, there's something there. Um, and he says, like, where any writer, any creator is an architect, or not an architect, an archaeologist. You find a piece of a a fossil, maybe the foot of a, a toe of a dinosaur. That's the story. Now you got to dig it out. That's the, when I read that line, I was like, "Yes, that's exactly it. That's how it feels." You start digging the story out. So when I was like down in the dumps back in 2017, that summer, my mom was sick. I didn't know how to like. I felt defeated because I was just like, "Ah, oh, I'm." Uh, I'm not going to make it in life. I'm a, I'm, like I said, I'm just a black man in America who, who's poor, who's not going to, who's going to listen to me kind of a thing. And then I watched Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire. And then all of this, I needed a hero within me. And then it just started creating. And then I was like, I thought the name Napoleon came up and one of his like posts uh, was getting back up after you fall. And then I just started writing things down. And then I wrote issue one and I was like, oh, there's something here, and then issue two, and then it just, and then when I'm on the train on to work, I'll just write out notes and just plot out the chapter, and literally it was the model myth story in six issues. So to me, like that was my entire dinosaur. I found the I found the tailbone or the toe bone, and I dig it out, and I think that's the way to go. If you figure out a story, dig it out, and also like there are people out there that just want to tell stories. They're like, oh, I can't write, but I just have the story. Like, explore it. Don't say it's a cool... Because a lot of people have cool ideas. Tell me the story. Go through it. And... But now, just taking off Stephen King's words, that's that's how I figure it out. I find the nugget, I find the idea, and I expand on it. So that's why I don't I don't go hard trying to create new things, because I have ideas sitting in my heart. Drive. I don't mm. want to spread myself thin when it comes to stories. I just want to... Yeah, stay with it, nurture it, and hopefully it becomes something. No, that's really cool. That reminds me of like you know that famous quote of like I forgot who said it, and but it's it's 
when you look at a slab of marble, the sculpture is in there and it's just your job to kind of dig it out. Like you have yeah. to remove the pieces that aren't the sculpture and then it's there. You know, yeah. so it's it's very much so of like if you have that idea, explore it, take your time, dig it out and then you got a full thing. You know, and I think your your whole mantra of just like you know, exploring that idea, I think the the that whole thing of like the first step is you just got to do it. Yeah. Right? You just got to commit and just write down as much as possible. If it takes you, you know, 2 3 years to to flesh it out, but taking that first step is so important to sharing your your creativity. Yeah, it's like um, what they tell you in school. Like you don't know how to start writing, just start writing. It'll become something. Yeah. Always go back and fix it. Um, yeah. Literally, the scene in Man of Steel when he's about to fly. You hear the music. That's literally taking the first step and creating whatever it is. Yeah. And like I was so happy because it only took me like. I want to say two to three months to write all six issues, obviously. And then I went to work writing workshops, so I wasn't, like, telling my friends about it because I needed more of a higher... Like, my friends' opinions mattered, but I was like, I needed higher editing uh, uh, aficionados that were like, oh, this needs work, and this character shouldn't be talking this way, like, just stuff like that. So that helped me uh, perfect it even more. That's why I'm, like... Going like, and I'm at the time I didn't have the money to even produce it. So like, now I'm not gonna have money now, but I have more capital to be like, throw some money into it so I can finally get it built. And honestly, if if this you know the population of New York gets to see it instead of the rest of the world, I'm happy. With it. Yeah. So. And you, this is you're talking about your other your your other comic Napoleon from the machine, right? Yeah. That one I want to actually get published by a publisher. Yeah. I think it has it has the legs too. It's it's a good enough story with a lot of elements to to catch the eye of someone for sure. So you know, going into stories, um, what was the very first story that you fell in love with? Just just like you, um, it could have been anything, but to give a concrete answer, you won't. Um, okay. And I'm always gonna go back to that because it's just like. It's such a unique thing. Like, you can say it about anything, but if you look at the fandom of One Piece, someone someone got into it. and they, It's like how whoever fell in love with Dragon Ball. Like, to me, Dragon Ball, to me, there's a, a, a niche. Like, for me, it's just always Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z and onward. Like, Dragon Ball Z is cool. But One Piece was just so consistent. It just kept going. And then you just get to follow these characters. Um, for those who know, when you, when you got to the Alabasta arc, like, that, to me, was, like, everything. That was one piece to me. Um, but to go back, like, I, I fell in love with anything. Like, stories was just always there. Like, the Spider-Man, the Batman, the Superman, Barney, you know, just taking even back, like, Sesame Street. But growing up, I think one piece is the one thing that locked me in. But mm-hmm. I didn't know I wanted to write at the time. I thought stories were cool. Um, oh, so that was the first thing that you just... Remember like, liking story elements from yeah, like story elements. Yeah, yeah. So it's do you have yeah. do you have something that actually made you want to write? Do you have like that kind of influence? Like, do you not, can you recall? Not no, not any time after that because it, it it probably like I think that's what flipped the switch in my brain by having written anything mm. at the time because this was I was like 12, 11, 12, yeah, eleven or twelve. And I wasn't writing it in my in my young brain. I was like, oh, once I graduate college, I'll sit in my office. Like I didn't know how the world was gonna work. I just thought I'd be sitting in an office watching anime by myself in my my two bedroom apartment. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't know we were gonna get thrown with debt and all that. I didn't know what debt was, um, but I didn't. I can only say what fostered my creativity was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you like a precursor back. Let me take it back. So back in sixth grade. So I failed twice, guys, for, for those who are listening. I, I not failed twice, I failed once. I got left back in sixth grade. My first sixth grade. You knew this, Justin. Don't no, I did not. You got left back? Yeah, I got left back. So I was, my first sixth grade, um, I, I had to tell, like, we had to tell some story. I forget how it was. But in my old Dell computer with dial-up, I remember typing away. Because we had to do an assignment. And 
this was the one I was interested in because you know like to me homework was too much for me so I was just like mm-hmm. but this is the one like every time our, our my teacher was like providing us with like assignments the art stuff the, the cool projects were the cool things that interested me so then I had to write out a, a script and I was part of a group so I wrote a script you know basic nothing like the you know final draft would give you and I looked at it and I was like this is a script like in my head and I was like I wrote a little book um I remember that being like the the ember, and then fast forward the one piece of what struck you know the lightning that hit that ember and made it more. But I think high school and forward fostered everything. I had my own mentor, which he probably didn't know he was my mentor. He was he really liked Star Wars and called me Jar Jar. And then someone was like, "Yo, that's such an insult." I'm like, "Hey, he loves Star Wars, and the fact that he nicknamed me Jar Jar, I don't care." <laughs> and I saw him as a mentor, and then. His class was cool. It was just very creative. And then I remember, I still have that binder. We had to make a binder. Anytime we told a story, we put the, the sheets in there. And I told a really, I called it epic. It's one poem, but it's like a small one-page poem. I called it epic. It was just my high school life in just a grand scheme. I, one day, I'm, I'm going to find it. I'm going to just post it online. And just, it's just really cool. Um, it's just me and my lunch group of friends going through high school, but it's like an epic. We're just fighting throughout New York City, and like Yankee Stadium was like the hub or whatever. It was weird. That's cool. I mean, that sounds pretty sick. <laughs> um, I may turn that into something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like you know, high school was my thing, and then um, I think when I got to college, my script writing class. And that's when I wrote that first piece. And I was like, another, and this it's funny enough, we're coming full circle. I wrote another movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is this is going to be my baby. So one day, like, I still haven't finished it, but I finished the outline. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember the, the, the kids in class and my, my colleagues or my classmates were just like, yo, like, I want to see that movie. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> it hyping me up. Yo, you see my head doing this. I was like, and... Even when the professor was like, "Yo, I could hear their 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 accents and their like one, like one of my like villain characters had like a twang, a southern accent." I was like, "I was like, because I'm like I'm, I'm hearing the voices. It just comes yeah. up." I was just mad gas, so I was like, "All right, I'll be a writer." So <laughs> that's that's when I made that decision. I was like, mm. "Okay, so you had so that I I would." Take that as like your pinpoint right there. Yes. Like when you got that feedback and like it was a positive thing and people were seeing and hearing the things that you wanted them to, that's what you were like, oh snap, like I can do this. I want to do this. You know, I think we all have that, that kind of like that point in our lives, you know, the creatives in in this world. I mean, I think everyone's a creative in their own right. I think everyone's a nerd about something. Um, So you know, everyone has that point in their life where they're kind of like, you know, I can do that. I can do that. I'm going to try at it because I like the way it makes me feel. But more importantly, I like the way it makes other people feel. And I think yeah. that's what really separates like, you know, the, the doers in this world from the donors, right? The yeah. people that just kind of flow through life. Yeah. You know, because you know, when you talk about people that produce or that um, help out or do something with passion. They yeah. all can go back and be like, no, I've wanted to do this ever since X, Y, Z. And whenever you hear that, that, that marker, that point where they had that, you know, the light switch went on, it's, you know, not only is it, you know, how it made you feel, but it's always the reaction that you received. It's, yeah. it's, I hearken it back to like when I was a kid and, you know, I used to play with Legos and stuff a lot and, my family, I was the oldest, you know, I, I was the, an only child in my entire family. I'm talking across aunts and uncles yeah. and all that stuff for like five years. And then all my little cousins started popping up. But ever since I was a kid, I was always very like interactive with stuff. I liked building Legos. I liked coloring and things like that. So I was always kind of hyped up, especially by like my grandparents and stuff. Like, oh, you can do this, this, and that. And I'd always be like, eh, no, 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 no. Like it's, it's normal stuff. And then I got to high school. You know, formative years, I feel like everyone can go back to high school and see when they found yeah. their thing. Um, my old art teacher, again, you know, there was a, a freshman showcase at the end of the year. And it just showed, you know, our art, you know, 
all the art bad and you know the crappy stuff and then yeah. <laughs> the the less crappy stuff that the good kids put out and you know it, it when i was going into the it was in our big auditorium so we we're going into the auditorium my art teacher actually you know and he said what's up to me me and him were very like casual good friends and my parents were there and he actually made it a point to be like hey i don't know if you know this but your son is very gifted in color he was like he has something there and that moment i was like oh snap i actually have something because he thought about it enough to be like not like oh you know he's good at art or whatever yeah. he, he picked out something that i even think that you know i think color is something that i like in art just because it's i think it matches yeah. my personality like i like to you know have color in things so when he said that you know it stuck with me and i was like oh snap maybe i could do this you know and then you know he asked me to be a part of the ap art students and then you know it grew from there and then in college when i took my one and only art class um the teacher told me she was like well you're very clearly gifted like you don't need to be in this introductory course and i was like well i'm a business major so i can't really do anything else so she was like yeah, she was like, you're very clearly gifted. Like, you, I don't know why you're in here. And I was like, well, I just need to do it. I need to do something, you know, oh, with sure. this. With... Yeah. Exactly. And she said the same thing about color. She told me, like, straight up, she was like, I think you're very talented with this. And I, I've just kept that, you know. And it's, you know, when you can get feedback, honest, true feedback on your work and knowing people that like it and that are, you know, deemed – uh, knowledgeable in the subject and they tell you hey this is really good you know that that kind of gives you that like you know the coal to the fire you know it makes you kind of want to keep going and be like you know what yeah, yeah yeah and i could do better and i could show you more yeah it's funny you say that because i you had positive reinforcements from like at the, i guess at the time in college as from adults like i couldn't tell you how many times because specifically i'm a writer I remember one dude, he was a cop, and I don't, it was like a, it was like a friend of a friend of a friend kind of a thing. And we were just sitting, because it was like a little housewarming party kind of a thing. And I think this was before college, like right before college or in high school. I was sitting there, I remember talking to him, and I was like, yeah, I'm into stories, blah, blah. I was thinking I might be a writer, because this is when I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was either computer science or I didn't know. And I thought computer science because that's what was in. Um, but then he looked at me. He's just like, you know, writers don't make money. And I looked at him. and I, I didn't take offense. I was just like, you're an adult. But then you're just going to tell me something I might be interested. So I've gotten people that told me, like, you know, writers don't make money, blah, blah, blah. And they do. It's just, depend it's just dependent to keep going. And reading Stephen King's on writing, He's gotten so many, like, passes, like, so many de declines. And I'm like, I got to go through that before I get that one-hit wonder. I'm, you know, I've already got a few. I think people kind of, and this is everyone, is like a human trait. I think they like yeah. to kind of stick to, like, the realism factor of it all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because for every super successful creative person, there's a million others that, you know, died without anyone knowing your name or making a penny. Yeah. You know, so I think people as a – it's kind of like a defensive thing in, like, your favor. They're trying to be like, hey, you know, like, this is risky, so don't do that. You know, yeah. and I mean I got that – I got that too from people and family members and stuff being like – you know, my original thing is I wanted to go for graphic design. Yeah. And then, you know, it was be kind of between graphic design and just art in general, like going for an art degree. And, yeah. you know, I got talked out of it by uh, multiple people, you know, yeah. and it was kind of just that factor of, well, you know, it's not going to make money or, you know, that's not a good pursuit. Like, don't do that. Like, you, you can't do that. You need to do something that makes money, which yeah. inevitably landed me in marketing, you know. Yeah. And it's my it's choice. Close you, it's close to what you want, too, because you can always. Yeah, it, there's some there are creative elements in it and I can always expand on it and. You know, nowadays I'm kind of seeing myself like I would like to help out small businesses and kind of like rebrand them and help them go. So like there's things that I can use with my education to accomplish the goals that I want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, so to just harken back to what I was saying, to me, that was my my coal in the, in the fire. That's correct, right? I said that correctly. That was my coal in the fire. Yes. It was just like, yeah, it kind of looked confused because. 
honestly, what mattered most, we can always say our parents, our parents, it's what mattered most to our parents, because my dad, he always thought I would be doing something with my hands, like engineer-wise or something like that. Or And I was like, yeah, but like, I know myself. Like, I know that takes a lot of patience. Like, even computer science, like, I remember completing my first assignment. I was like, wow, this took so much out of me. But then to me, not saying writing comes easy, but it's something I can do and then nurture. But the thing, one thing I like about my parents, especially my dad, he's like, you know, do what you want to do. And and I get it. We all have to be real at some point. Because, look, if I wasn't working where I'm working at now, I would not. I probably wouldn't be able to write my stuff. I wouldn't be able to do it. So luckily, I'm at a place where I can be at my job, and then after, like literally after work, I don't bring homework with me. I can just come back, sit on my computer, type something, yeah. watch TV, get ideas, like, you know. Um, so I'm in a good place. So I'm just like, you know, I can do my thing and, you know, share that with the world. Um, but yeah, that, that's me. Yeah, for sure. I think this was a fantastic first episode. I think this was a great way to get people in on like who we are and like what we're about. Um, obviously, there's more average J's to come. We want to continue this this trend of finding out about creativity and exploring that as well as, you know, going into the ongoings of every day. So yeah. I think that's a what's up? Connecting that with life. Yeah, of course. Obviously, we always, always want to connect it with life and what's going on. So I think this is a great place to kind of sign off and let everyone know that, again, this was the inaugural Average Jays podcast. And we're going to keep pumping these out as often as we can and, you know, sharing creativity as well as fun stories and other cool stuff. Some random anecdotes. Yep. Love right there. <laughs> We'll edit. We'll we'll fix it in post. That that'll be our catchphrase. Just we'll fix everything in post. Yeah, yeah. All right. So signing off for the first time. This is Jay. And this is Jay. (laughs) And we'll see you guys next time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next time.